Hi, I'm Mara Webster with InCreative Company, and I'm so excited today to talking about HBO Max's The Flight Attendant. We are joined today by actor and executive producer Kaylee Cuoco, as well as actors Zasha Mamet and Rosie Perez. And Kaylee, I wanted to start with you um, in terms of the dynamic of filming scenes going into the second season, because you spoke extensively about season one and that, that journey of finding the very specific tone of the series and how a lot of times you'd be trying moments in different directions, something that's a little bit more comedic, something that's a little bit more emotional to give the creative team and the editors a lot of different options once they went into post-production. And so I was really interested if there were elements of that dynamic that continued into the second season, not necessarily in terms of finding the tone, but still having a lot of different options and possible directions of scenes. Oh, yes. Um, Probably even more so this season. I also, you know, this season tended to get, it was, I feel like it was a lot more emotional and had a lot of darker moments than even season one did. So I was constantly, I was quite the advocate for like, you guys, we got to throw something quirky in here or like some sort of music or something that's going to bring it back up because it did tend to get really, really heavy for all these characters at moments. And I needed, I was constantly reminding the team. I'm like, we're a comedy. We're a comedy. Let's do something funny now, please. This is getting too sad. Um, but yes. And I think for all of us, it was a lot of that, of the, the different takes and highly emotional, or is this one funny or how are we going to do this one? Um, And uh, yeah, which is, I think that's what makes our show so unique. And that's kind of where the magic ended up happening. It absolutely does. And, and, and Rosie, I know that for you in season one, that you were really pushing to try and have as much of your character's arc as you could. And Steve Yockey and the rest of the team were really great in giving you as many details as they could, even if you didn't have all the scripts up front. And was that different for season two? Because you've spent so much time in the fabric of this character, you know how she responds to situations differently than you did at the beginning. Or did you still kind of need elements of where she was going throughout the season for yourself? I just like to know everything. I mean, that's my process. I don't like. I'm, I'm too. I'm. I'm too of a much of a nervous person not to know. You know what I mean. So I could. I could play nervous because I'm already nervous. <laughs> don't make me more nervous because then I can't play nervous. I love that. And and Sasha, you know, one of the things that's really enjoyable to watch in your character going into this season is that she's in this real gray area of space. She's kind of left behind the trajectory of her past version of herself and has this idea of where she wants her life to be, but is still kind of in that middle ground with a lot of internal push and pull that comes with her as a character. And so how did you view and want to play to her kind of inner struggle and inner emotional turmoil that she's grappling with given that she's in that gray area within herself I mean I think so much of it was just there in the writing and it was it was sort of to me like more about doing less than doing more you know we see this character of Annie in season one and she's so badass and she's so together she knows how to fix everything and Cassie calls on her when she needs help when she's you know accidentally maybe committed an international murder and then we start with her in season two and she doesn't even know if she wants to marry the man she loves or do what she does. And I think so much of that is because she wrapped up her entire identity in what she did previously. And now that she has left that job, she doesn't know who she is. Um, So to me, it was just sort of about following the path of the scripts and bringing along everything that we'd um, set the stage for in season one and just like allowing Annie to sort of find herself throughout the season. I love that. And, and Kaylee, one of the elements that I wanted to ask you about performance wise 
are the moments where you're playing to Cassie's internal dialogue. And in this season, you've got three different versions. You've got the present and then two different versions. Oh, five. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, I haven't even seen those ones yet. Yeah, so they're coming. There's more coming for you. Just hold on. They'll be there. <laughs> well, I was impressed enough with just watching the dynamic between the three because you know, it's so wonderful getting to play to a moment in the present, but different versions of your character and how she's responding to that. And I was interested in how you kind of find that dynamic in those scenes to play against yourself without yourself on the other side as a scene partner. And also how it actually really helps you in other scenes, knowing the internal dialogue that she's having with herself as a character. Yeah. The Mind Palace was just an insane imaginative place this season that became very real very quickly. Um, you know, we that was a big part of our show last season. So we wanted to make sure we had it this season. But how do we do it? Do we we can't do what we did before. So who is Cassie going to see in there? Um, and we realized that she's going to face herself and all these different parts of her that she hates and that she's been running away from. It was it was a challenge for me as an actor, which I hate saying as an actor, because I am very in the moment. I, the way that uh, Rose wants to know everything, I want to know nothing. Okay. I don't want to know anything. I'm like, let's just see what happens. So shooting this with the multiple Cassies and my body doubles and myself, I couldn't do that. It was not by the seat of my pants. I couldn't ad lib. I couldn't change it. Once we locked one Cassie in, then I would go become a different Cassie. And I had to play against that version that we locked. So there was, it wasn't like she was real, like she couldn't play against me. Um, so it required me to have more preparation, number one, and to really commit to what I was doing instead of being like, let's see what happens in a minute. Let me warm up. It was a very different process, but I had some amazing body doubles and a girl named Monette, who was my stunt double, but she ended up doing a lot of the acting against me. And I couldn't have done it without, without those girls, because there's no one I'd like, I'd like to work less with than myself. <laughs> basically me just working with myself <laughs> numerous days. <laughs> I mean, that brings me to a question for you, Rosie, because I loved the way that you talked about episode eight and the way that you approached that really beautiful scene where she was on the phone with her son and having to express everything, but not being able to say anything to him in that moment. And that that was a real moment for you of, of kind of taking all the preparation that you've done, all the work you've done throughout the season and really finding it in the moment and not being sure how you were going to get there, but knowing where you wanted to get. And I was interested if there have been any similar scenes or character moments that have really kind of called on that same dynamic for you going into the second season of the show? The second season of the show was a little bit different for me in, in regards to my approach because I had just finished a different TV show and that character was really, really dark and mean and heavy. And and um, and so I, I kind of felt a little wobbly, to be honest, trying to find Megan again. And I discussed it with Steve Yaki and I said, I just feel so nervous. And he goes, okay. I said, maybe I should just go with that, you know, because she should be nervous. She, you know, and um, I said, so I kind of just had to dive in and find Megan again. And the situation that she was in allowed me to do that. And also already establishing who she was. Um, but there was a flip. You know what I mean? There's a huge um, character flip for her because when everything is taken away and you've destroyed everything in your life and you're just alone with yourself, who are you going to be? 
You know, are you going to take accountability for your actions? Are you going to just run and hide and stick your head in the sand? Or are you going to fight back? And she chooses to fight back. And um, but how do you do that with a new person? You know, and you had and what I had to do was figure out, well, who is she underneath it all? Who is she always been? Did she lose herself along the way? And that was my discovery process. So it was a little bit different. And then working with Kaylee, my gosh, because she's so unpredictable. Um, there were times where I, I'm sure you watched the episodes where Megan is just looking at Cassie like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, know. It was very real. It was very real. And I don't know if it made it in the cup, but I remember one day I actually grunted in the scene. Do you remember what? <laughs> yes. Oh, I think that made it in. Rose would also, she'd say to me, she knew what the answer would be. She'd be like, so I know what you're going to say, but like, what are you going to do for this next take? I'm like, I don't know. She'd be like, and she'd put her yes. hands up. And we I'm like, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm going to lift you up. And she'd look at me in these eyes and be like, it was it was entertaining for both of us. It, it, there was there was one day on set in Reykjavik where Kaylee goes, oh, my God, you're becoming Megan. We had become our characters. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. And we were in between takes. We yes. were in between takes. You know? <laughs> and of course, as Megan, I when she says, oh, my God, that's so Megan. I said, it is not. Yeah. Kaylee, you have that's to get serious. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a lot of fun. I really love that. And, and Sasha, I wanted to come back to what you were starting to touch upon earlier with your character and how in the first season, she was very much, you know, a type trying to keep everything together and then eventually unravels. And the space that she comes into in the beginning of season two is really fascinating to watch because it almost feels like the unravel starts a little bit sooner. You know, she's been on the receiving end of everything that Cassie's going through in a different way before. So she has an idea of the expectation. She also knows kind of, oh, this isn't something to mess around with. This is probably something that's going to completely embroil all of our lives again. Um, and at the same time, she's also got everything in her relationship dynamic where she's engaged, but doesn't want to admit she's engaged and all of that back and forth and all the disarray with her job. So she's coming in at a very different starting point. And so how did you find the emotional space that you wanted her to begin the season with to then have that kind of gradual unravel and look at what those elements were for her? Um, I mean, Again, so much of it is laid out in the writing and we have this, we got so incredibly lucky in that we have this exceptional cast where we all genuinely have just beautiful organic chemistry to begin with. So like, you know, to Kaylee and Rosie's point, the way that we all interact with each other often kind of mimics our characters in this weird way. Like the way Dennis and I play off of each other in real life is very similar to how Annie and Max often are with each other. Um, and so I think so much of it was about just like giving over to the storyline of the scripts and knowing that like we left Annie in this very specific place and she's coming into this in this very specific place and she's essentially just a lost soul. Um, and then I think something I love so much about our show that I think is part of what makes it so special is it's a very character-driven show couched within exceptionally heightened, entertaining, you know, international espionage, murder-esque circumstances. But at the heart of it, it's so much about relationships and just people and very much so in this season, it's about each character 
finding themselves, discovering either who they are or a deeper part of themselves. Um, and so I think it was very much a matter of just sort of allowing it to organically unfold. And also at the same time, to me, what seemed like the most human thing to play is when you have problems that you don't want to deal with, it is so much easier to delve into someone else's stuff. And so Cassie is yet again embroiled in her Cassie insanity. And I think as opposed to season one, where Annie's sort of like trepidatious about jumping into it and what have you gotten into and do I want to be a part of this in season two, she's sort of like, what are we doing? Let's go. You got a problem? I'm going to fix it because that's so much easier than dealing with her own feelings of fear of not knowing who she is or what she wants to do with her life or the fact that she's terrified to commit to the man she loves, but also doesn't want to lose him. Um, and so I think that's sort of part of why the unraveling, as you say, starts earlier because she's more down to like jump into the fray because it keeps her from having to look inward and deal with the stuff that she actually really does need to deal with in, in her own life. And, and lastly, for you, Kaylee, you know, we come into the, the beginning of the season with Cassie, you know, entering her first year of sobriety, dynamics in her life have shifted and changed a lot since the first season. And in some ways, they also haven't. And we still kind of see that drive towards drama, you know, being explicitly told, don't leave the hotel, don't follow the mark. And that being where a lot of elements stem from, from her. But because of her life being in a different place, you know, and going through sobriety, did you view the, the genesis and the need to be embroiled in that type of drama as coming from a different place than where it came from in season one? Yeah, I think this time around, we've taken the alcohol away, or so we think for a while. Her high is this new side job. She's trying to find anything that she can kind of get off on in, in some sort of mental way. And, you know, all that other stuff is gone. And she's putting on this, this face of this new turned over leaf. I'm living this new sober life in California. I've done all these good things. And I've got this CIA life is so important to her, even though she is very low on the CIA totem pole and has to be completely reminded of that. This is not an agent. She does not carry a weapon. Like she is none of those things, but she's holding on to it with all that she has because she feels it's the only exciting thing in her life because she truly has not faced any of her issues. And we find out very quickly um, how, how little she has faced which is why we're going to face multiple problems in that wine palace. And, um, you know, it's always going to come back to haunt you. Well, the second season is, is so fantastic and absolutely lives up to the first and very excited to see the rest of the episodes and the five versions of Cassie still to come. Thank you so much to all three of you. Thank you. You asked great questions. I super appreciate that. That was awesome.